Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey everybody, welcome in to the Horseshoe Ohio Stadium. It was a gorgeous Saturday afternoon. The uh, spring game, Brutus versus Buckeye. I don't even know how to describe the score. The rosters were constantly changing. Ohio State won, uh, and their offense is really good. I'm Austin Ward. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and Jeremy Birmingham. Uh, spring camp is now over for the Buckeyes. Uh, I will let you guys start with your takeaways uh, after mine, which is that C.J. Stroud, I think, is quite obviously the starting quarterback for this team. And I really think now that Kyle McCord might be his closest competitor. Well, I'm not even going to talk about the quarterbacks yet because there's obviously months ahead of us to no, talk about. No, come on. We have to. But uh, it was pretty. Because this is a practice. I thought, is it? No, rapid reaction. It, I thought that the important that thing is, you know, we, we watched the first drive and, and Jack Miller's out there with the first drive and looks like he's got some things working and then throws an interception. And I don't want to say the wheels fell off because it's, it's overreacting, but um, you certainly saw a little dip in confidence it, with him later in the day where you saw Kyle and CJ kind of keep it moving, even though Kyle McCord had a fumble and wasn't all always, you know, right on the money. But, um, you know, for Ohio State, I think the most important thing is that what we saw today was like a half of what this team is going to be. And if that's only a half of what this team is going to be, it's pretty darn good. And as long as you have Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave out there at wide receiver, the guy throwing them the ball probably is not going to matter much. Well, it also helps that you have Marvin Harrison and Emeka Ekbuka and Jeremy Ruckert on top of that. By the way, this is a rapid reaction brought to you by Bars Auto. I'm obviously in an offseason. You're before. very excitable. Yeah, I know. Well, I found this ball earlier. You seem more excited by this ball. <laughs> um, Spencer, get us back on track. 
I really think this team can be better than last year. I'm just going to say it already because I see the talent on the field. I see the the stars that are that are lined up on this field. I see all the offensive weapons. I don't quite know if it truly matters who's playing quarterback when it's all said and done because the running back talent, the wide receiver talent, the offensive line talent. Um, but then you look on the other side of the ball, and that defensive line is going to be a problem. When you when you put Jack Sawyer in there with Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison and all of those guys and like even a, a guy like Noah Potter who kind of flashes me today looks massive along with Haskell Garrett all of those guys the offense is going to be great I think the defensive line could be the best unit on the team and I think that's saying something because Better that that unit that unit is Ooh, is going to be on another level profound that's a, that's what you call that comment profound I'm going back to the quarterbacks because uh what you judge quarterbacks for is they by is do, you, do they take you to the end zone? CJ Stroud did that what three times today? Kyle McCord once or twice? Twice. Uh, uh, Jack Miller zero. That's what I judge it by. But this was one practice out of fifteen. Right. We've heard pretty good things about Jack Miller, at least I have through the practices. But you know, you're in the stadium. You're Kyle McCord. You just showed up in campus in January, and he had a really just before halftime a great drive that he led. And I'm just going. This guy looks. He looks ready for the part, but I don't think you leave here today thinking anything other than what uh, Austin uh, Austin Powers War has been saying all along that C.J. Stroud is the leader, uh, not in the what do you call it, the clubhouse. <laughs> well, he's, uh, that's what that's what I take for at it. At the and, turn, and and it's, I agree with you. The wide receiver core will be the most talented group on this team this year. And Ryan Day has said this, you know, Berm all along that he wanted to take it into August. He wasn't going to name a starter after 15 practices. He considers training camp then to be part of this now. He's not going to make a decision at the turn, as you said. But C.J. Stroud came into March as a leader. We know that because he went into the Sugar Bowl. He went into games when it mattered. He was the backup last year. Nothing has changed through three open viewing practices. He was first in line. He took, uh, you know, whatever, every rep, except for maybe one drill that we saw as the first team quarterback. And then he puts on what I consider the most impressive performance of the three. I know it's a spring game. And you don't make sweeping judgments on that, but this is rapid reaction, and we're going to react to what we saw. C.J. Stroud will go into the summer still as the odds-on favorite to be the starting quarterback for the Buckeyes. Yeah, and, and we can, we've can we all said it. The Buckeyes are, are good enough to win the Big Ten with any one of those guys at quarterback. The question is, which of those guys can make them beat Alabama? Which of those guys is going to be good enough to get over that hump and win the national championship? Shaq Miller, Kyle McCord, C.J. Stroud can all win the Big Ten. That's not a knock on anybody else. That's just the facts. The rest of this team is way too good. We got to see nothing out of Master Teague today because he, he's dinged up. We didn't see Julian Fleming. We didn't see G. Scott. We didn't see Legend Cavazos. We didn't see Cam Brown. We didn't see seven. I mean, this team, we saw the B team in a lot of ways, and it's still the best team in the Big Ten. And, and you look at the defensive line, which was very good, but we didn't see Nick Petit Frere. We didn't see, you know, those guys going up against their Munford and Petit Frere. I'm, I would love to see, and I, on our bold prediction show, I said Jack, Jack uh, Sawyer was going to get at least three sacks. I think he got five. He got, they credit him four. That was excellent. He, he, he's very, very good, but he's also going up against offensive linemen that are not on his level by any stretch. And so, you know, one thing we said all along is don't buy too much into what you see today, but there are certain things that can be informative, and we, we learned something. They didn't even play real football today because the guy that, you know, I think everybody would like to have seen other than the quarterback competition is Trevion Henderson get to run in a real running game. And, uh, you know, this is not tackling Trevion Henderson, but he caught five passes out of the backfield. I mean, I think they are – I think they showed you today why they have faith in him 
is possibly playing a lot as a freshman. Who knows if he's going to ascend to that number one job, but uh, I think he was impressive running around, catching the ball. He even led the team in rushing for what that was worth <laughs> today. But uh, but then past that, uh, the, the play that stands out to me that tells me C.J. Stroud has got it was that quick roll right that he threw to Chris Olave, right corner of the end zone. That was the Clemson That's play. a staple of the Justin big Fields time, playbook. Big-time throw, big-time catch, but big-time roll and throw by C.J. Stroud. And I don't care what kind of uh, tackling you're doing, whether it's this or not. Yeah, that's that a touchdown no matter work. what. And uh, C.J. Stroud, boy, he was impressive on that one for sure. I think one of the biggest things that I'm going to take away from today is you can tell that Ohio State finally had a full spring and winter program. Last year, they got through the winter, but they couldn't get through the entire spring. Like, Chris Olave looks bigger. All of the, the linebackers just look bigger. They, they just look like they're in better shape than they were when they went into fall camp last year. And I think that's a testament to you're finally getting back to some normalcy. You just see some guys who, who look like they've progressed further in year three or four than you would expect. You kind of expect them to look like that in year two or three. Now they finally look like that because they got they had that the messed up offseason last year. I, I hadn't seen this team at all in the spring. You guys were able to go to some practices. First time seeing them, I just think everybody looks a little a little bigger, a little better. It looks like they really took advantage of that full eight weeks of that of the offseason program. My goodness though. What an impressive freshman early enrollee class. I oh, mean, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> I mean, he could play anywhere. I mean, I don't you agree? I asked Emike somebody Buka, I asked somebody out here oh um, in the middle of the Dick game Sawyer. if there's a single player that they've seen in their time here at Ohio State, and this guy's been here over a decade, that was more surprising as far as what they thought he was going to be on the recruiting trail than what he got here. And if then Marvin Harrison, the answer was hell no. <laughs> so, I mean, what we saw out of Marvin Harrison over these last few weeks, Julian Fleming is, is injured. He's not playing. Marvin Harrison is going to be in the top three or four of the wide receiver room, barring something fantastically bad happening over the next four months. That dude's going to be in the rotation a lot in early. And you know, you talk about that, that freshman class. Sawyer had a great day. Kyle McCord played very well. Emeka Abuka, Travion Henderson, Marvin Harrison. I thought one of the most interesting things about the entire day was that Kyle McCord threw his first touchdown on a on a well-thrown ball yeah. to Jackson Smith and Jigba, who made a one-handed catch in the corner of that end zone. And as soon as he came off the field, Ryan Day grabbed him and coached him up. It was like, I mean, very upset about something. And then and then he went over and Keenan Bailey was talking like so the best his first throw as a, t- a buckeye for a touchdown, he got his ass chewed. See, that's what's pretty about that. Remember, I've told that story about Nick Cochran throwing a touchdown pass in like 89 or 90 in this game and getting chewed because that guy's not going to be open in the right. in the fall, according to the quarterback coach. And I think that's what they wanted. They wanted the ball in the outside corner, but he threw it to the inside, and yeah. you just happened to be rescued because Jackson made a great catch. Touchdown. But. All right, let's talk about something that maybe was not as encouraging for Ohio State. If the offense is scoring points, obviously that comes at the expense of the defense. The defense was never going to have a chance in a fair fight today. You go out for warm-ups, and your long snapper, Rowan McCullough, is taking uh, snaps and reps with the linebackers because you don't have enough to go through a full second unit. He was the sixth linebacker. That is not good. Now, obviously, you're going to get Dallas Gantt back healthy. Uh, we'll see exactly when Mitchell Melton comes back. That's a big part of it. Ohio State was never fully healthy at linebacker throughout this camp, but the numbers are, are not good. And no. we've talked about the transfer portal and the possibility that something could happen after spring 
that has to happen. Uh, Ohio State does not have what it needs at linebacker right now. They clearly need help, and that's why I'm still somewhat perplexed by the decision to move Craig Young to into that bullet position because I think Craig Young could be a difference maker. Or why Steel Chambers isn't already at linebacker. Yeah, because the, the it's pretty clear the way the pecking order is working out at running back that Travion Henderson is going to catch and carry the ball a lot, and I don't know that there's an opportunity for Steel Chambers to, to be that guy. And so you look at all these other guys that are just waiting for a moment, like, it's pretty it's pretty weird. Taraja Mitchell's like I said the other day, he's got a big old brace on his leg. He's not moving around very well. If you have to put Rowan McCullough out there, maybe you should just hold off on the Craig Young to safety experiment for like three weeks uh, and let yourself get into the summer. But I thought Craig Young looked pretty good today too, though. He's a freak. They had him playing and him playing a lot in the vicinity of the line of scrimmage. Speaking I mean, you know, about guys who look way yeah, bigger. He's a freak. Yeah. I mean, I you know, you're right. I mean, I but I think they've got to come out come out of this spring concerned about the linebacker situation and then in the defensive backfield i mean uh, you know uh i'm not sure you can make any judgment from today yeah. for the most part well to- both of the start both of the starters were out and demario mccall wasn't just playing in the nickel they had him playing corner, outside man. corner and uh i'm just gonna flash forward here that will not work uh, he cannot be helping Ohio State on defense. I, ha- I took a picture. Uh, so this is after C.J. Stroud's second throw of the game, the long ball to Chris Olave. And Olave, of course, just made a no, – number one, nobody's going to cover Chris Olave. So it doesn't I don't want to make it about yeah, Demario exactly. McCall. But the next rep, Olave started walking back to the line just looking at Demario and pointing and laughing. Like He's like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> And it, it's, uh, it's certainly not good for Ohio State. But I, the two players that are going to help this defense the most – are not here. Only one was here today. That Jordan Jordan, Jordan Hancock uh, and J.K. Johnson. Those two are going to play a lot for this team. So, again, we take a little bit of what we saw and, and make some informed guesses. But we know that there's going to be wholesale changes in the back end when Seven Banks is back, when Cam Brown is back, when Court Williams is back. A lot of things are going to change back there. Today seemed to me like a day to just get the freshmen comfortable with playing in this stadium. You saw Denzel Burke. You saw Jansen Dunn. You even saw some guys that just didn't get to play a lot last year when it comes to, to Cam Martinez and, and DeMar- DeMario on the outside. Like It just seemed like they were getting guys who aren't comfortable playing here on in the defensive backfield. Let's get you know. Let's get them comfortable for the day. Let Let's see what they can do. If you get If you get toasted for a couple passes, yeah, whatever. You're going to take your lumps. But I think it, the If you were asking me, the goal of the day in that secondary was get comfortable where you're at. Get comfortable taking reps in front of some fans yeah. because because it seemed like the freshmen were out there on islands a lot more than they should have been. And I think that's by design. Yeah, I thought I watched Ryan Watts run around a little bit, and I thought he did some you know decent things coverage wise. I mean, they're, they're an interception on yeah. the early drive. Exactly. So I mean, they've got some potential to a certain extent but this is not the spring like I wrote about you know finally I wrote that story but this is not the spring they wanted for the back seven because you wanted to come out of this back seven feeling a hell of a lot better than you did coming out of the Alabama game and I'm, they, there's no way they do. Yeah, you would have liked to have had answers on defense and yeah. now you have way more questions than you did a linebacker way more questions than you did in the defensive backfield so you know the offseason is certainly not going to be a quiet one when it comes to the Ohio State defense because there's a lot of things that have to get fixed did you get a picture of Cameron Martinez breaking that up in the corner I did on the first drive very you know that's the thing like it was like Spencer's talking about these are kids playing positions they've never played and you know you see Cam and he makes a good play down there and the one that the one-handed catch that uh, Jackson Smith and Jibba had was on Cam. That's good coverage. It's yeah. just, you just get beat by a guy that's going to do that to a lot of people. So, you, you know, you take what you can get out of it, and you make yourself, you know, some notes, and, and then you move on. But 
He also, I think he was the one who got beat on the last play by Sam Wiggles. or, or well, That he, was the best throw of the team. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Jagger LaRoe. Yeah, Jagger LaRoe. I mean, so there's a lot of things that have to be taken out of this game and a lot of learning that still has to come from Texas A&M, I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yeah. Dude, they, they could probably use him this spring. What do you think? <laughs> looked good on the final drive. And, but like like he you said. He threw the ball really well. He actually he was making really good decisions. Too. Kidding? The ball yeah. Came out. I, I was more impressed with Jagger LaRoe than Jack Miller. I'm just going to say it. Oh, man. Um, But those are the kind of conclusions that you get when we only get three spring practices. We get, uh, you know, a spring game that they're shuffling guys in and out of. You got guys playing out of position on defense. You kind of have to draw these conclusions, and you try not to. I'm not making that conclusion. Yeah. Today, he's making a hard-aleck remark. You you try not to to take too much out of this. Jagger LaRoe looked pretty good. I I agree with my man here. Yeah, he he, he looked good. He got uh, spelled by uh, Andrade, Andrade for a couple of plays. He went back in there and just. I, fastballs and strikes. I, I'm trying to look at the the Jack Miller day as a as a bigger picture. Like it wasn't bad. Okay, I, I don't want people to come out of this again that Jack Miller was terrible. Like he wasn't, but no, he also had Zach Harrison and Jack Sawyer <laughs> every single. Play. It had to feel like he was back in high school because like. It, you're playing with a makeshift offensive line, makeshift offensive line, and you're like, ah, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I Jack Sawyer and Zach Harrison were just straight up laughing at the, the people who were lined up against them at tackle. With Thayer Munford not taking a lot of reps, Nick Petit Frere wasn't even out here. Like, they, those dudes are laughing having a good time. Did you see Dewan Jones pushing people around, though? I mean, you know, but I, I leave here with three thoughts. I mean, I'll, I'll shut Only up after three? that. Well, with a bunch, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> CJ Stroud really jumped out at me. I mean, you finally got to see him really run the offense and throw the ball. Uh, the wide receiver core, like we talked about, is ridiculous. No, no other words you can use than that. Yep. Jack Sawyer, yeah, Who? no matter who he was rushing against, Zach Harrison, like I asked him, is he legit? And Zach Harrison said, definitely he's legit. Uh, those are three guys that, you know, I mean, are three aspects of the game and you go, wow. Because if you can get a good – if you can get a good rotation and pass rush at those defensive ends, which they didn't really get last year, from a sack standpoint, if you get that going, that's really going to help those other seven in the back. You you can go from Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, and Haskell Garrett to Jack Sawyer, Javante Jean-Baptiste, and any other players you want, along with Tyler Friday and all these guys that are going to be rolling through. Like like I said, you know, maybe I was a little too far fetched earlier in the show, but that defensive line when hey, stand by, on your stand on your by state. game six or seven. You remember that there are wide receivers. Well, I agree with you. I'm by, by game six or but by game six or seven, you're going to be talking about this defensive line as this is the best defensive line possibly in the country. Yeah, Jack Sawyer um, only turned up the noise. I think you wrote that in your bold prediction for him. That I mean, yeah, Larry Johnson said there was going to be a role for him. Well, now you're going to have a spring game like this, and you're going to hear Bosa comparisons also. Yeah, and, and this is where you start to hope for Ohio State that the 2021 recruiting class isn't done yet because if you add a player like JT Tumilau into that same mix of the defensive line, that kid is going to start. Is that going to happen? I'm not a soothsayer. I mean, he, <laughs> he, it's, it's, he's going to make an official visit here in June, and so there, there's big pieces of this roster that are still out in the up in the air. When I mean, we're talking about Tooto linebacker, we're talking about JT Tuimilau, we're talking about Jordan Hancock and J.K. Johnson. Like this defense that we saw, which was, you know, a little suspect at times today and very suspect last year, the 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 pieces are not here yet. But they threw how many passes? Dave? I was doing the I was averaging over. 70? Around 70. Right? I, I don't know. I mean, you couldn't run the football. Oh, exactly. Anything, so. I know, but I mean, you know, this was a day. It was a, it was a test, and actually, you know, 
you can tell how excited we are to be back in the horseshoe because we could keep going with this rapid reaction for another hour. But we've got we'll have more videos. We'll have uh, Tim's podcast next week, Letterman Live on Monday. We will be talking about this spring game for a long time, I promise. So if you wanted more, stay with us at Letterman Row for that. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Rapid Reaction, brought to you by Byers Auto. We will see you right back here uh, in September, but plenty of coverage until then. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-427 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.